Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I'm your host, Kim Arnold, and welcome to Truth Love, where we discuss life's issues and the truth of God's word and love without judgment or condemnation. Good day, everybody. This is Kim with Truth Love, and welcome to this episode. The last two episodes, um, we talked about uh, systemic racism with uh, Dr. Emmanuel Acusic, specifically in the healthcare system and within the criminal justice system. And I have got an incredible amount of feedback on those uh, episodes. So if you haven't listened to them, please go to the Truth Love website page, which is www.truthlove.net and listen to these episodes. They are very, very powerful. And on the the second episode, I said I was going to wrap up and I was going to talk about a topic uh, that I called the Divided Saints of America. And as I look at things, I, I wanted to know why are we so divided um, as believers and, and what does that look like? So I went and started doing research and one of the main things I saw is this. There is a racial divide uh, within the Christian community, and it is directly connected to a political divide. And I thought, okay, why is that? And I figured that some of our listeners may not know some of the information that I'm going to talk about. So I wanted to wrap it up and talk about that. So this would be basically the third Uh, episode in the series uh, that I was doing. So one of the things is this, just to let you know that 90% of black Christians voted Democrat and 78% of white evangelicals voted Republican and 67% of Hispanic Catholics voted Democrat. Now it would be interesting to note that black Christians don't necessarily equate the um, the title black evangelicals. You would just usually hear it to say black Christians, not black evangelicals. It's just usually black Christians. And so there are some divides there within our political uh, ways that uh, primarily these two races vote. And that would let you know one of the reasons why there is such a big divide. But it's important to understand Uh, some of the issues, and I want to point these out and then talk about what they mean to the African-American community. And I'm going to stick with that since I'm African-American. I'm going to talk about it from that perspective. So I was on the Pew Research um, site, and they had uh, the top 12 issues for the 2020 election. And I want to go through just the top four for Republicans in the top four concerns for Democrats. And this is very uh, telling. And again, it's very telling because these two parties also separate down racial lines. So within the Republican, the top four concerns, it was the economy, violent crime, immigration, and Supreme Court appointees. And for the top four Democrat concerns... It was health care, the economy, race and ethnicity, and economic inequality. So out of these four 
top categories, we're, we're only sharing one of those categories, which is the economy, but I can tell you that they're viewed through different lenses in terms of the economy. So I want to just talk about uh, some of the, the um, top differences. So if we look at uh, health care, you know, according to the Brookings Institute, one in five black Americans were uninsured before the Affordable Care Act. And of that, there's still about 30 million people who are not insured, and 50% of those are people of color. So this would tell, you know, anybody who's wondering uh, along this voting and race line why that would be the, the number one. It would be, you know, health is it a very important thing, and a lot of African Americans do not have uh, access to some some of the best health care out there, right? And then uh, there is a lot of states during the Affordable Care Act that they did not expand the Medicaid uh, portion of the ACA. The states chose not to do that. So we all know that while the Affordable Care Act was a federal policy, it is uh, administered by each state individually. So about 90% of the people who don't have health care actually live in the South. I found that kind of, you know, amazing. So it was a is disproportionately insured in terms of people of color and in a geographical location. So that would help tell you why health care is at the top, right? Also, if you were ever wondering, black babies die before their first birthday at a rate of 11.4 per 1,000 which is amazing. That, that's a very high rate. And then black moms, and many of you may have seen this on some of the news stories that have been out there or you know, online, that black moms die in childbirth at a rate that is 42.8% of 100,000, I'm sorry, 42.8 per, not percent, 42.8 per 100,000. Now, what's important to notice here is that is more than double uh, the death rate for babies and more than triple the rate of moms dying, uh, in ch- black moms dying in childbirth. So again, you can see why um, health care would be at the top. And a couple of other things that, again, if you haven't seen the episodes or listened to the episodes with Dr. Cusick, she gave some amazing statistics about a couple of experiments, and I actually had uh, emails and some phone calls from people who had never heard of the Tuskegee Institute. Uh, the, the, I'm sorry, the Tuskegee experiment, not the institute, but the experiment that occurred. And I encourage you again to go and listen to her episodes at how a group of uh, African-American men were treated in a health experiment uh, all the way to the point they didn't know that they were even being experimented on. And the same thing with the Cincinnati radiation experiment. This was another experiment that uh, these people were being exposed, and I think it's over 60% were African-American in the Cincinnati radiation experiment, but they were being exposed to very, very high levels of radiation and they were just used as guinea pigs. So all of that to say, um, if you're wondering again why that healthcare 
along the African-American lines, and that's a top uh, thing that the Democrats focus on, you can see the correlation there of the two of those. Now, if we look at the economy, I think this is where, you know, we, you know, why it may be the same, you know, it's number two on the Democrat top four, and it's number one on the Republican. So why we share these, um, our experiences, again, are different. You know, a lot of times along the Republican lines, the economy means, you know, how is my stock portfolio doing? And, you know, how am I able to advance in my job? And what opportunities are going to be there for me and my children? And not that they're not that way for Democrats, but a lot of times along, again, that African-American vein, you find people not just, um, you know, wanting to know about a stock portfolio, but there is a disproportionate number of uh, of unemployed uh, black people, right? Also, the poverty rate, according to poverty.org for African-Americans is 20.8%. That's a really high, that's a fifth of the African-American population that would fall uh, into that um, into that category. And also, the unemployment and underemployment rates are also disproportionately high for African-Americans. So when we're talking about the economy, we're usually looking at it uh, from a different lens. We're not looking necessarily out of the same lens, right? And so even if we're talking about uh, violent crime in terms of the Republican, uh, those being at the top percentage of what they were concerned about. So uh, I think violent crime was number two and immigration was number three. And I was surprised at those. But Thinking about hearing all of the different rhetoric um, out of the current administration and kind of equating um, some of the immigration problems with violent crimes, I don't know, maybe that's why that ended up at the top of the list, but that definitely was not at the top of, you know, our list and definitely not immigration. You know, when I think about immigration, I other than, you know, Native Americans were all immigrants, right? And I think that immigration has to be, you know, we have to have obviously laws and things like that. And we have to do things about, you know, lots of illegal people coming into the country. How do we make that where they can come into the country legally? You know, I always say just like Ellis Island, you know, back in the day, all these people passed through Ellis Island coming in here with not many resources. So how is it that we can make that a a better experience for immigrants wanting to come in? So again, violent crime and immigration was just not on the top of the uh, Democrat top four concerns, right? So another one on the top, though, was race and ethnicity. And economic inequality. So if you look at the vein of the Democrat uh, ticket concerns, they're more socially, uh, uh, you know, geared towards social justice. Uh, Anytime you're looking at racial and ethnicity and economic inequality, that's looking for social justice, right? So again, there's a lot of different um, stats out there 
And again, in the previous um, episode, we talked with Dr. Cusick about, you know, just the whole criminal justice system in terms of when we're looking at um, race and ethnicity, we talked about the disproportionate amount of African-Americans in prison. And some of this came from, you know, the whole war on drugs. And if you look back at some of the stats, how the population of the prison system actually just grew exponentially uh, from that program, right? And then Dr. Cusick also mentioned um, while there is a epidemic, a heroin epidemic in the suburbs, uh, they're calling it an epidemic and not a war on drugs. And she had said, hey, you know what, that's the right response, um, that it's an epidemic and let's figure out how to get people treated and um, you know, let's figure out how to get them help. So again, when we look at um, race and ethnicity, we're, we're just looking at, okay, how are we disproportionately uh, treated, be it a uh, traffic stop or uh, which, you know, nonviolent, you know, most of the men out there killed are at these nonviolent traffic stops, which is just you know, an amazing thing uh, when you think about it. So race and ethnicity are very important to the Democratic Party. And again, right down that racial line uh, for African-Americans, as well as people of color like Hispanic, it's very important. And so again, Supreme Court was number four on the Republican top four concerns. Uh, A lot of times, you know, their concerns as I was researching were about um, pro-life and uh, religious liberties and things like that. Those were the buzzwords that I was seeing when I was looking up certain things. But, you know, from my standpoint or a lot of African-American standpoints, and I'm not speaking for all of us, but I'm just speaking on what the data shows, right? That says that's not going to be a top concern of ours because, you know, we're just looking to get to the table, right? In the economy, we want to be at the table. That's what we're looking at. And in healthcare, we just want, we want healthcare that's provided um, uh, to our people and fairly, right, as well. And we don't want to be left out of healthcare that's provided to others. So we're not thinking about Supreme Court appointees, um, I think, at the level of a Republican candidate, because that's just not not one of our top issues at all. And then if we look at the uh, economic inequality, uh, this is where, you know, things are really interesting um, as well. So there's wealth gaps in home ownership, right? So uh, African-Americans lag way much further behind in um, owning property, owning their own homes. And if you're asking what does that matter, a lot because... When you look at um, wealth and uh, household wealth, it usually, household wealth is not your paycheck, right? It's usually on the properties or assets that you have. And usually people's most biggest asset is their, their home. And those are the things that would allow them to do things like refinance their home and put their kids through college or pass the property down you know, to the next generation, right? So according to Brookings Institute, 
the second quarter of 2020, white households, uh, they account for 60% of the U.S. population, but they held 84%, which is $94 trillion of total household wealth. So again, when we talk about economic inequality, we're, you know, we're trying to get to the same place in terms of, of home ownership. And, and I, in one of the episodes, I believe I did talk about, you know, how that gap started separating, um, you know, when uh, certain uh, programs were made available, like the GI Bill, uh, for people to get loans. And they were able to get loans, you know, coming back from World War II. And while they were available uh, to African-American people, the problem was is the discrimination uh, that, you know, we talked about systemic discrimination issues with Dr. Husick, but it was the discrimination of then going to the bank and getting a loan that proved uh, next to impossible, you know, 1945 into the 50s and early into the 60s. So, so being left out of that um, opportunity to purchase properties is what would have um, definitely added to uh, the fact that there is a huge wealth gap uh, in home ownership. And so the, the other thing is when we talk about um, wealth, um, just to let you know that the, the median white household had about $188,000 in wealth, and that is seven times the typical amount of a black household. And again, these are facts that came out of the Brookings Institute. So again, economic inequality is what we're looking at, right? So we're headed down uh, party lines, and it, it literally heads down race lines. And those are, those are literally the facts. Also, inheritance. You don't find uh, most African Americans, so while 30% of households uh, that are white households would you know, be able to leave their kids an inheritance, and that was a stat from 2019, uh, only 10% of black households uh, were able to leave some type of inheritance to their, to their children. So, you know, I looked at uh, these things and I thought this is quite um, amazing. I've had some great discussions with some friends and I thought, okay, yeah, we're talking about literally, again, the divided saints of America. So we're divided in our voting. Uh, we're divided right down racial lines. And, you know, I just began to think, gosh, how do we turn the tide on some things. And I want to say this, I, this is not a long episode. I just wanted to get some of the information out there to show people why we are so divided, you know, just because of the, the things that are in the forefront of our minds, the things that we need are quite different, um, you know, between parties. And so as I was thinking, I thought, how do we turn the tide on this. Well, the first thing we do is we have conversations and I, you know, we let people know this is how I vote and this is why. And I encourage you to talk to your brothers and sisters. Um, you know, if you're black, find some white brothers and sisters that are willing to come to the table and just be honest about, you know, why they vote the way they do, right? 
and then you do the same. Have a real dialogue. Uh, because again, uh, several of my white brothers and sisters called me, did not know about the Tuskegee experiment, did not know about things like uh, being left out of the GI Bill because of discrimination. When they unpacked all of that and heard it, it all made sense uh, to them why um, a vote would be more on the Democratic side for pretty much most African-American citizens, right? And so I think conversation is one thing to get um, to an understanding so you can see where uh, we are at, right? Or where whoever is on the other side, you know, the Republican side, and come together and dialogue. And that is what I have, again, been doing with several friends. And it's been some intense conversation. But again, um, the conversation has been good, and a lot of information has been shared uh, with my brothers and sisters that they were just not aware of. So again, social uh, justice is very important uh, you know, and you know what? I got to say this too. I'm going to go back to the Supreme Court appointments. That's very important uh, to us as well because if you think about that, um, you know, African Americans had to, you know, it was a court that would have decided um, that, okay, we are now citizens, and it's a court that would have decided, okay, now we have the right to vote. And so those, the Supreme Court appointments and things like that are very, very important, but we just see the Supreme Court totally different. Uh, we're not looking for the same things when we're looking that way. And I hope that some of this information that I'm providing you lets you know why, because I think when we are so divided, the only way to come together is one through understanding, but the main way to come together As I always say, this is truth, so I'm sharing the truth, and then love. It's through Jesus Christ. Um, We have to come to the table uh, with him. We have to bring him with us to the table and be willing to dialogue, not just with each other honestly, but we have to be willing to go before the Lord and ask him to show us, what is it that you want me to do? What's my part? Show me where I need to change. Show me what I need to see and show me what I need to understand. So I hope and pray that you would ask the Lord to show you truth and what that looks like. And I hope also that you would dialogue with people who are different to begin to understand because a church divided can't stand, right? A house divided can't stand. And we need a unified church. So I'm praying for the church. I hope that uh, you are as well, and I appreciate you today. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate the support. So go to the website, uh, www.truthlove.net, and send send me an email uh, or subscribe to the website. Uh, and, and if you subscribe, you get uh, these episodes immediately when they're released. So I thank you so much again for listening. Thank you for joining us today on Truth Love, where our mission is always to speak God's truth in love as we follow Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life.